Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. In terms of the liturgical year, we are living right now in those 40 days between Christ's resurrection and the ascension. We're about midway right now. I wonder if we could imagine how beautiful and happy those days were for the disciples. After such a dark and hopeless night they had endured at his betrayal, arrest, torture, and death. He now appears to them, not only restored to life as Lazarus was, and not like Lazarus actually, he is restored to them now being able to walk through walls. He is restored completely immortal, glorified, never to die again, like he was when they saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. Truly, their deep, deep sorrow has been turned into joy. As we joyously sing to his mother and our mother multiple times a day during this season, if you're keeping the office, she who knew sorrow like no other sorrow. We sing to her and remind her in such a sweet way, Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary, Alleluia, for the Lord is risen indeed, Alleluia. How important these days were, these 40 days for the future of the church, for the mission of the apostles. It was in these 40 days, we're told in the gospel, that Jesus instructed the apostles concerning the kingdom of God. He gave them commandments. He commissioned them. How and to establish and build his church throughout the world in these 40 days. In these sweet days of light and happiness, their cups ran over with joy even as he was ironically preparing them to die. But they could not be sorrowful because he had risen from the dead and they would die no more. In these days, even death became a joy to them because in their risen Lord, they witnessed the net result of a holy death, (laughs) eternal glory. They foresaw their own glory and they happily gave their lives, gladly, gave their lives for him. Now the setting of our gospel lesson today does not take place in these 40 days. It actually takes place the night before his passion, the night of his betrayal, in that dark night. But it is appropriate for us to read this passage in this season of Paschal Tide leading up to Ascension because In this discourse, he is actually speaking to his beloved disciples of these 40 days in which we now are, and which for them would shortly take place. He's comforting them with a promise, preparing them for what they were about to endure, what they're about to go through, that darkest night. He is giving them a promise of a joy unimaginable, 
which will lie just on the other side of an unimaginable sorrow which they will endure in the next few hours. The difference is, and which he explains to them, the difference is, is that they will pass through the sorrow and it shall be no more. And they will abide in the joy which will be eternal. Now they're confused. They're confused because he tells them in a little while they will not see him, but a little while after that they will see him. They don't really understand what he's trying to tell them that night. Then he gives them really the absolute and very simple secret to all joy. And that's what this passage is all about. And that's what the gospel is all about. And that's what your life is all about. It is about joy. And he tells them in this passage the simple secret of joy. And what does every man want more than joy? It is our desire above all else. It is what we were created for. And here in this passage, he gives the source of our joy. And it's very simple. He explains to the disciples that he will be taken away from them in death. And because of that, they will weep and lament. They will be in anguish and great sorrow because he is taken away. They will be alone because they will be without their Lord. But he tells them that their sorrow will be turned into joy. Why? Because he will return from death and he will be reunited with his beloved disciples. When he returns, the anguish will be over and it will never return because he will be with them. He will abide with them forever. And the very last line, verse 22 of our reading this morning, says, Therefore, you now have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. He will see them in these 40 days, that's what he's referring to, after he has risen from the dead and before he ascends into heaven. And they will have joy, and no one will be able to take their joy from them. And they will go forth, and they will preach the gospel to all nations, and they will give their lives for him gladly, with joy knowing that they too will share in his glory. I began this morning by asking a question. Can we imagine how beautiful and how happy these days must have been for the disciples? We too are his disciples. Are we also not to be happy and abiding in this paschal joy? We now are living in these 40 days ourselves, even now in these days of sweetness and light, where is our joy? Was his promise just for the twelve or the hundred and twenty or however many there were gathered around him in those days? Well, there's a simple equation that unlocks the mystery of sorrow and joy. To be separated from Jesus is to be in anguish. To be close to Jesus is to know joy. It's as simple as that. So what do we do? How do we get close to Jesus? Even as we are living now in these 40 days of joy, of Paschal joy. Well, there are a few times in those 40 days and all these wonderful stories that we have in the Gospels. There are a few times, actually quite a few times, where the disciples were not perfectly close to the risen Lord. 
in those 40 days, and their gladness even wavered a bit. It's remarkable to us to read now sometimes, when he was standing on the mount about to, to be taken up into heaven, it says some doubted. We might ask, how is this possible? But their gladness did waver from time to time. You know Thomas Smith's church. <laughs> Thomas Smith's church and doubted. Not a small failing on Thomas's part, but he's paid for it over the last 2,000 years, duly. <laughs> the disciples, they wavered a bit. They, they decided to go back to their fishing business, became a bit sullen. But in both cases, as well as all the cases that there was a bit of wavering among the disciples to enter into this joy, Jesus was never too harsh with them. And this is important too. I think these stories are there really to help us as we address this question of how we walk and embrace and live in this Paschal joy some 2,000 years later as we walk through these 40 days. He was never too harsh with them. He gently pulled them back to himself with an admonishment and a hug. <laughs> now there was an admonishment, but there was also a hug. And that's how he deals with us. He pulled them back and helped them as they struggled, even in those 40 days, to learn what it meant to fully enter into the joy of his resurrection. Now after 2,000 years of testimony and practice, it seems like we should maybe have less excuse. <laughs> but we still struggle sometimes to live in that paschal joy. But Jesus is still patient with us, drawing us to himself and teaching us, teaching us how to live in that gladness which he so bravely won for us. He is here, abiding in the vine and in the cup. He is here, making his eternal joy and gladness available to us, if we will avail ourselves of the gift of his majestic flesh and blood, so costly, so precious, so freely given for the joy of all. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.